0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. There are historic wrongs to right. There is a relationship to be renewed and new relationships to be built. But hurting Canadian families from coast to coast to coast does nothing to advance the cause of reconciliation. That was Justin Trudeau earlier this afternoon. So we got an update on the situation and how he's dealing with it. And, uh... By all accounts, I don't know if he is dealing with it. Uh, it seems to me like that was rather ineffectual, what he was saying. It doesn't signal any kind of progress or uh, certainly any kind of commitment to action and to resolve this. But uh, here we are with the rail blockades continuing on into the weekend. We've got teachers striking, and uh, so it goes. But it's a great day for talk radio, and our panel has waded into the maw. It's the Friday edition. The Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNoble, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. Sherry?
1: Uh, great day. Good to be here, John. I'm decreeing that it's spring. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <Well. laughs> no, we're not going to get sub-zero temperatures anymore. I'm tired of it. Wow. So there you uh, go. You are progressive. We, we pray. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: yeah. It's mid-February. Uh, Michael Giles. Michael Giles. In government for 30 years as an apparatchik. (laughs) (laughs) Currently Chief of Staff to Deputy Mayor Anna Bailau. How's Michael?
2: Michael's good. We can decree as much as we want this spring, but it's not uh, here yet. It's like the old George Carlin line. I, I'm as powerful as the Pope, but I'm the only one to believes it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, good to see a little bit of mirth involved in this whole thing. And John Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. Johnny, how are you doing? Doing great, Johnny. How are you? Likewise. Got to ask you then, uh, everything is not tickety-boo on the rail lines in this country, because we know... The situation, uh, not much has changed since we last talked last Friday. So would you support at this point the police moving
3: in to dismantle the blockades with force if necessary? Well, I think we're getting to that point. And I think that what we heard today with the prime minister is something that, that you know, was long overdue. But I'm not sure anything effective came out of it other than the fact that he's recognized that there's an issue. He's recognized that it's hurting the Canadian economy. Uh, and he made, a, you know, obviously a public statement to say that, you know, we're going to have to do something about this and that, uh, that now I'm really mad. And now I recognize the fact that this is affecting us, and and you know, and also that it's illegal, and we, we're going to have to enforce the injunction. So I think the next step now is to have some level of enforcement. I don't know what else they can do. It's become such a such a situation where even the RCMP, I believe in British Columbia, have said that they were going to step away and step back, which was one of the demands that the Wet'suwet'en uh, Hereditary Clan uh, spokespeople wanted to happen. So they've right. done that, uh, and still no response. And I know that there's a number of ministers, including Minister Carol, Carolyn Bennett, who's based. Said I'm more than happy to talk to them, and they don't want to talk to her. So right. there's it's just at an impasse where I'm not sure you can sustain this any much longer. V has already had to rel- rel- relieve and and lay off some uh, some workers. CN has already lost a number of, of of millions of dollars of freight that's just been sitting there. So something's got to happen, and I think unfortunately it's going to lead to that. Well, you're talking
0: about perishable goods, you know, uh, needing to get to market, uh, propane to uh,
3: fire up. There are freight it, ships literally sitting at the in the B.C. Harbor waiting for... Uh, Anchorage, for, is that yeah.
0: a... Pre, you're right. It, but, by the way, container ships can't unload in Halifax because uh, the Atlantic, uh, I guess, Container Limited, one of the big concerns there that unloads uh, is diverting everything stateside because they don't have any rail consistency uh, or, you know, <laughs> dependability... Yeah. And as a consequence, I mean, this is the way it's tying everything up. Coincidentally, I was talking earlier in the last hour to Conrad Black, and I said, you know, you were a witness to history. Uh, you saw Pierre Trudeau. I mean, certainly it was the FLQ crisis, uh, another existential crisis, if you will. And uh, how would he have dealt with this relative to the sun? And uh, he says certainly uh, he would have been more forthright and vigorous and maybe forceful, you know, sending in whatever is necessary to do. Michael, do you think that should should be happening imminently
2: now? Well, I mean, the reality is this is going to end. It's, it has to end some point. And, you know, you have two sides now that seem to be philosophically irreconcilable. So what's the alternative? You know, the, one of the, I think, challenges that uh, the Prime Minister faces is that, uh, you know, you hear uh, Premier François Legault in Quebec, it is possible that some of the provincial governments will just start doing it themselves, and which is not what you want to have happen because you want to have some kind of coordinated federal response. But at the end of the day, this can't go on. You cannot have... You know, uh, I think Legault was mentioning that there are, you know, sh- container ships in the, uh, the Port of Montreal who, you know, can't uh, can't dock. And so, you know, they'll start that'll start backing up to the point where they won't even start leaving from wherever they came from. At some point, uh, something's going to have to happen. I hope it doesn't, you know, and I hope and pray it doesn't end up having to be uh, sort of by the force of arms, you know, as they say. But, you know, if the force of argument isn't getting anywhere, what choice do you have?
1: So there you go, Sherry. How do you break this impasse? So the Wet'suwet'en have been very clear from the beginning even the more the Mohawks have said this who are engaging in non-violent civil disobedience across the country they're saying we will not negotiate at the point of a gun so the RCMP have said they'll step aside but they have not stepped aside um and so until that happens they're saying they won't negotiate and uh, to break yeah, but it down civil in disobedience, simple civil s- disobedience s-
0: has its consequences I, I,
1: I, to break it down in simple terms uh, from their point of view and they have a legal case from 1997 in BC if uh, somebody takes your house, John, if the government comes in and takes over your house, says it's our house now, um, and you say no, it's not, and right. you stand your ground there and say no, it's not, and then the government sends in the police, what do you do? I but mean, that's this a distraction. Is but this is how the Wet'suwet'en um, fine. are fine. Let's are leave saying, that aside.
0: What about in the Bay of Quinte area right here? Let, this is the major rail corridor. Well, Let's get things moving. the
1: support for this is I know I understand it, right Across Sherry. North America from First Nations, but right? It,
0: it, all right, but it's not all for one and one for all. But no, it's also
3: you're dealing with you're dealing with Canadians here. You're not dealing with someone's house, which I understand from your perspective, Sherry, what you're saying with respect property, to, no,
1: no, to it, it's their property according to 1997. Has never been ceded. Has never been. Well, negotiated. that's all well and good. Right?
3: Let BC
0: handle that. I'm just talking but about. They Let's haven't. Get the,
1: it's a pox on all our political leadership, quite frankly, on this issue because, you know, Horrigan's government has not done that. But you're making it seem like they're all connected,
0: interconnected, and therefore uh, if you take on one, you take on all, and that's outrageous because
1: the one that you're citing there has well, some special set of engagement. It's a civil right. But um, well, so what? Civil land, disobedience. We say in this country. Is that what's happening out land? in Tayandanega territory? Well, the, again, it's in support of the. West well, no, so I no, don't but care. It's not
3: though, because what, what's happening though, I think, Sherry, is that you've got the Western leadership that are duly elected councillors who have actually had agreements all across the, the um, lands that were affected. Actually by Actually,
1: not so, because uh, according to again to the 1997 and other Supreme Court rulings, it's the hereditary chiefs that are in charge of the land negotiations, not the band councils who are under the Indian Act. Yeah, but that so doesn't again, govern the
0: situation that's happening outside of Belleville.
1: Uh, okay, but this is in support of I people. Don't care. Defending their rights. Okay, so what, I, what you're saying is, if, if something
0: happens in France that you don't like, we can set up a blockade well, because we're no. in support of.
1: Um, the, this is it's a federal problem. You know, it's Michael's intangible. quite right, and it's a provincial problem. It's a problem that we have not negotiated land rights claims. But, but also, well, but sure, you and agree it's to. in Canada, and and they've all said we will stop the blockades if the RSMP, but we weren't will not negotiate with police.
3: But but sure, you agree with this as well, though. You've got you've got you've got the government of Canada now saying, as Prime Minister has said more than a few times, you've got ministers who have gone in there and spoken with them. In fact, I think that one of the ministers went in there last Saturday and spoke for nine hours. Uh, So there is obviously a huge attempt by the Canadian government to actually have some level of dialogue. They've obviously succeeded in getting this as a media attention across Canada, if not beyond. So why not now sit down and say, okay, well, I've I've got the attention of the government. I've got the attention of all the leaders across this country. Let's now unblock this. Let's get Canadians back back to work and getting, getting oh, livelihoods I, I, back and, I and think have they that will, discussion. John, to be
1: but, fair, I think they will, and I think, and I think that's where they're I at. I sense that, though, Sharon. But, but, also, but the problem also been... is the RCMP, and, and if the RCMP oh. just step back, really step back, not just say they're stepping back, because according to, again, mm. the people on the ground, they're not. They're still there. Um, they say they will negotiate. So that's a very simple thing, um, and, and I think that's
2: a reasonable request. Well, we have our federal Indigenous Affairs Minister, I believe, mm. as I understand it, has reached out, multiple times mm-hmm. and nobody's even answering. It's not if even refusing. They to, they yeah, yeah, they're just literally not, you know, and, and so at some point I guess and this is what concerns me because I don't want to see and then, you know obviously indigenous people have very legitimate claims and everything. And we all are we all accept but we can't have a situation like this where lawlessness, unprecedented lawlessness, just continues and starts expanding and starts. You know, you have it in Quebec, you have it in Ontario. But like at some point, we have to start get get getting things moving. What opened again.
0: that Pandora's box, by the way? Uh, do you think it might have been something to do with you know Justin Trudeau? Uh... Pumping up the truth and reconciliation, where uh, he was forever apologizing for the sins of our colonial past, and so people took him at his word and thought, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, you guys did us dirt here." That and they can continue to perpetuate this into eternity it seems.
2: Well and I think there is there's some legitimacy to that argument because there was a lot of talk about a lot of things, but not a lot of things changed, not a lot of things happened. So of course you're going to create frustration on, on the other side where people are saying, well, you know, you're talking about this, you're saying all these things, you're making gestures like apologies, but nothing has changed for us. You know, and there are there are situations on reserves that are you know you would not find in third world countries. But and I thought just he, not was, he was he was
0: the master of reconciliation. Well, and and, and uh, thanks for your donation. Wasn't I mean, that well, what he literally right. said? Yeah, they exactly. pay
1: less for education per student on reserves. Yeah. And they haven't had clean drinking water, most of them. I mean, and yet, you know, and then again, in BC, they passed the United Nations Declaration, and it's made no difference. So, again, it's, it's talk and no action. That's well, what we're dealing yeah, with here.
3: And I think the Prime Minister, too, missed a number of opportunities, not only with respect to how he dealt with Jody Wilson, Wilson-Raybould, who, by the way, has actually come out publicly and said, send me in there, I can actually maybe be a, be a bit more effective, given the fact that I've had some uh, some issues and some some relationships with the with West City, uh um, um, community but also and then that's not happening but also I think the whole issue how he dealt with indigenous issues from the from the time he became prime minister has failed yeah. and has not gone and has made issues even worse but notwithstanding that what we don't want to see is what's it, going to happen in Alberta with respect to vigilante you're going to have people uh who are just getting fed up at some point to, to dealing this with them, with themselves on their own and that's
2: going to be a problem well another issue too is you know talking about court rulings and everything else uh, we have court injunctions now ordering the- this to stop at some point we can't decide which rules we're going to obey and which injunctions we're not going to obey and then uh, you then you do have lawlessness and frankly as a society uh society can't function like that
0: you're right the center cannot hold no a terrible can't. beauty is born
2: yeah, that's right that's right
0: that your countryman absolutely <laughs> <William> <laughs> Butler Yates? it only took us 450 years to sort <laughs> <that> out. <laughs> yeah, i got gotcha. you